G'day, g'day, Mr. Gowers. Hello there, Peter Kafkas. How are you, my friend? What's happening, lad? Top dog, hashtag top dog. Yeah, that's it, yes. Got my t-shirt on today. <laughs> Thought you'd like that. Yes, well, uh, Darwin, we come to you with a special final edition of 2018 of Two Peas in a Pod um, for the season. Yep. Uh, we started back, I think, in February was our first episode. Anyway, mm. it's up on iTunes. Yeah, you can find it. Yeah, the avid, find it. the avid listeners will know the date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're on Spotify, we're everywhere. But um, let's finish it off for the year. We're going to bring it home. We're going to bring it home. Last one for the well, year. Can we do a Christmas edition as no, well? No, no. We're going to keep doing podcasts, right? Yeah, but yeah. we could do a special name of something else. But uh, the okay. two Ps, yeah. this is the last episode for this year. Okay. Yeah. So I, let's, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Let's close it out by talking some shit. Okay. Well, that's what we do best. <laughs> I just wanted to touch on something. Yes. Uh, no, actually, before we touch on mm. Darwin saying not today, not tomorrow, not ever. Yeah. yeah. I want to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But uh, let's you, tell him some news. You don't hear that expression that much anymore. I, I remember when I first arrived, people would say, oh, yeah, NT time. And you'd be like, oh, and someone would explain it to you, you know, not today, not tomorrow, not Tuesday, not Thursday. In fact, never. No, yeah. And you just don't hear it anymore. Like you also don't hear anymore. When I used to say to people, oh, how long have you been in the Territory for? And they'd say, oh, came here for a two-week holiday 20 years ago. I used to hear that all the time. Same. You don't hear that much at all now. In fact, I haven't heard it in several years. Oh. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> the news. You want to tell them about... Do you want to tell them or do you want no, to tell them? No, I want you to tell them. For me to tell them. Yeah. So I've made some changes in my life. We've diversified. We've diversified, correct. And you have made some changes. Correct. Yeah, so um, I'm, I'm spending... Hence the reason for the forced hiatus. Yes. Because in fairness, we have had a lot of people sort of saying, where are you? What are you doing? When's the next episode? Oh, and And... While there's been the best of intentions, uh, we just haven't been able to coordinate things to get it done because I'm splitting my time now between uh, other parts of the world yes. and Darwin. People don't panic. He has not moved back to Dubai. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Not yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because I mean, as a lot of our listeners know, I have a digital marketing business and I've got clients in different parts of the country that's now. True. And I've got a young family and we have family in other parts of the country. And it just sort of became that tipping point of, well, I'm going to be spending time away anyway. And my children are in that stage of, oh, I want to go to the MCG and I Beautiful. want to see this game and I want Love to do it. that. And oh, what about uncle this and auntie that and my cousin? And so we just thought, look, you know, at least for a little while, yeah. we're giving it a bit of a trial run. Uh, in the southern regions. Oh, beautiful. We'll yes. hope to uh, have you this time next year, 12th. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll have you back then, by then, hopefully in 12th. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm, I'm here every month anyway, so it's not like I'm, I'm lost, okay. but I'm, I'm splitting my time between here and there. Well, I'll let you know that uh, you left a avid effect on young Leo, my son, oh. uh, when you left. Yeah. Uh, he is a true... Melbourne Storm supporter. Oh, oh, is he? He's diehard. Well, that's, that's not me. That's Oscar. That's that, well, okay. Son. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, I I am a fan too, of course, but yeah. I think that's because they had some chitty chats at Auskick and and ah, other places. The young lady yeah. Auskick. Yeah. So we we went to a game actually. We went to um, the semi final at uh, Amy Park, which is Melbourne Storm's home ground. Yep. And I took Oscar and his younger brother Archie and. Um, we had a great night. Of course, the Storm won and made yep. the grand final. Unfortunately, they lost that the next week. But um, it was great just to see the smiles on their faces. And, you know, they got to high-five Storm Man. Oh, man. It was Billy Slater's last game at the home ground. And, oh, I saw that, uh, man. Yeah, and, and you know, they, they literally were, were touching distance from them. That's the game Leo and I were watching together. The first time, I said, what are you watching? It was the storm. Yeah. And I said, as a joke, I said, yeah. well, Pete's in the crowd somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And you were. Yeah, yeah, oh, correct. Well, yeah, well. Blow me pink. Oh, there you go. Uh, it was a good game to take the kids to as well because we had a win. And um, 
I think that always helps to uh, the vibe. Yeah, or I, I think with young kids, yep. um, or with anyone, I suppose, but certainly with young kids as they're getting to learn a sport and whatever. I think if you have a loss, it's it's a lot harder felt. Yeah, because you know, yeah. they're so desperate to win. Yeah, um, I will tell you a funny story though because. Um, We've been spending a fair bit of our time at, at a, a family property, which is about a hundred k's from Melbourne. Yes. So you know, wide open spaces and cows and sheep and the whole bit, and it's nice and peaceful and um, bit of a change from Stuart <coughs> Park. Correct. Yeah. yeah. For the Melbourne Storm game, of course, we had to go into the to the city, um, and uh, we stayed at a hotel and whatever. And as we we're travelling down there, there's a um, there's a it's not even a township but it's a an area called Donnybrook right which is probably halfway between where we stay up at the property and and Melbourne city yep <clears throat> it's former farmland and there's a pub there and you know a petrol station whatever and in recent times they've been redeveloping it yep. so there's now a Julux supercenter and there's houses and what was former farmland is is now becoming, um, I suppose, more urban. Oh, what's the market there like? Uh, I think it's going all right. Okay. Yeah, all I think right. it's going all right. No, no. So we stopped at the Coles Express at Donnybrook. Yeah. And we got you know some lunch and whatever. And my eldest son, Oscar, said to me, <clears throat> he said, um, Dad, I, I just saw Craig Bellamy, who's the coach of the Melbourne Storm. Oh, right. Okay, yes. I said, mate, no, you didn't. He said, no, I did. I saw Craig Bellamy. I said, mate... It's four hours before kickoff. He's the most perfectionist, most prepared, most professional NRL coach. He's not at Donnybrook Coles Express four hours before a game. Yeah, he's, Oscar, get your eyesight checked. He's at Amy Park. That's right. He goes, no, Dad, I definitely saw him. And, and so from a seven-year-old's perspective, he was adamant. And I'm thinking from a mid-40-year-old, you idiot, as if like, you know, any coach, but certainly not the Melbourne Storm coach four hours before kickoff in a semi-final, is going to be in Calcalo. And he said, Dad, I did. I saw him. He's here. I said, okay. Well, prove it. He goes, I can prove it. I said, tell me how. Einstein? He said, well, he just drove past in a truck. I said, mate, now you're doing my head in. Craig Bellamy doesn't drive a truck, <laughs> and he's pointing to this truck, right? It was like a delivery, you know, semi-trailer type thing. Yeah. And I said, well, how can you prove it? And he goes, because over there, where he parked, it says only for trucks and coaches. Oh! <laughs> and I'm like, I literally couldn't stop laughing for about an hour and a half. And I've told a few people since then, it always brings the same response. Oh, and I'm like, if you're seven, and he's obviously thinking, well, how many trucks and coaches are going to be in the one thing together? Not knowing, of course, that a coach is the same, is a name for a bus, right? <laughs> I was like, okay. That's it's, cute. It's not him, but good on you, mate. No, that's so cute. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, we, we're um, spending some time down there. Obviously, yes. I'm in Darwin today yes, and yes. have been for the last week or yep, so. Yes. Um, and the number one thing we're all getting used to is weather. Yeah, okay. Because when I left on Thursday to come here, mm. I had an early flight out of Melbourne, so I got into the car at about six. It was two degrees, and I'm thinking, well, it's going to be thirty odd when I arrive. So shorts, oh, had a t-shirt on, but I had man. a jumper, which I thought. But man, I got to tell you the story. So. I had an 8.30 flight booked out of Melbourne and I got to the place where I um, parked my car and they, uh, they're very nice people and they're very um, <laughs> helpful and whatever. And this couple, I think I can say this without it sounding racist because it's just a fact. Yep. An Indian couple yep. turned up and my God, did they frig around for about 15 minutes pulling stuff out of their car, putting stuff back in their car. Long story short, I missed my flight and I was probably two minutes past cutoff Can't do that. because of Mr. and Mrs. You Know Who. 
So I get to the counter. I said, look, I'm here for the Darwin flight. Okay, yep. She's tapping away. Oh, my God. You've missed the flight. I said, oh, come on. Is there anything you can do? And she said, the flight is still, like, it's closed. We are still accepting people at the gate, but you've got a bag. If you didn't have a bag, I could do it. I said, oh, please, I've got to make this flight. You know, like, I've got meetings. I've got stuff booked. Is there anything you can do? And she goes, I just can't. With a bag, it's company policy. Look, come with me. I'll take you to the sales counter and, you know, we'll, we'll sort something out. Of course, I'm thinking, oh, here we go. 500 bucks later, they'll sort something out. Now, of course. Or so, oh, cancellation fees and re-ed. Yep, correct. Four. So we get to the sales counter. There's like five people there. No one's working. They're all just chatting away early in the morning. Right. And um, this lady says, oh, such and such, are you free to help? And he's like, yeah, I can help. And one of the ladies goes, oh, don't you, don't you want me? You know, like I said, well, my choice would have been for you, but you know, this lady's obviously chosen him. So, <laughs> ha ha, everyone have a laugh. Anyway, um, whatever his name was, gets me on a flight from Melbourne to Cairns with a connecting flight from Cairns to Darwin. Okay. I'm like, all right, I'll be a few hours later, but problem solved. No extra ticket fees. Beautiful. So, and because I was pushing it anyway, I could go up to the Qantas Club and have some breakfast and yeah. take my time. So I was like, okay, well, that actually worked out all right. And I like Cairns. So that's all good. Get on the flight to Cairns, get to Cairns. I've got about a two or three hour stopover. So again, have some lunch at Qantas Club and relax. And then flight's called for Darwin. So get, you know, go to the gate, get on the flight, uh, get on the plane and just about ready to close the doors and the captain goes oh um ladies and gentlemen uh look bit of a hold up uh, a warning light has come up here in the cabin we're just gonna have to get the uh engineers to come oh, and no. have a look warning light look, engineers i yep. anticipate we should be 15 minutes or so and we'll get underway you know oh, no. so we're waiting for the engineers all of 15 minutes plus 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 engineer gets there Comes in, has a look, gets off, obviously gets the appropriate tool, comes back, <laughs> gets off again, comes back. Probably at this stage we're up for half an hour, maybe 40 minutes. Uh, engineers are still working away, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, look, don't envisage it should be too much longer, oh, but uh, you know, we should be underway soon. Update you soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, 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 we'll give you an update soon. Yeah. So that's all good. Waiting, waiting, waiting. And then about 15 minutes later, so I reckon all up an hour. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, to Captain speaking, uh, good news and bad news. Problem is solved. We haven't fixed the problem, but there's a workaround which we can do. Wait, so where's the good news? <laughs> problem is solved. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, some of our crew have exceeded their hours now, so we're going to have to ask you all to get off the flight, please. This flight's now cancelled. What? I'm like, huh? So I get downstairs because it's a, you know... Shit. Um, we're boarding on the stairs and one of the, the stewards who was on the flight in his suit, but he had a high-vis gear on, mm, was mm. on the tarmac yes, sort of yes, ushering yes. people where to go. Yeah. I said, mate, seriously? How close to the lines do you guys run your hours? And he goes, well, look, um, I haven't exceeded my hours. In fact, none of the crew have. It was just the captain. <laughs> I'm like, What? <laughs> And I'm thinking, well... I'll name probably the airline, name the airline. I'll happily name the airline. It's a flying kangaroo. <laughs> and, and I'm like, well, I don't want my captain falling asleep mid-flight, but it was the middle of the day. And, and that's not such a bad thing with autopilot. And, and, if, and he's got a co-pilot. And, and, a if, co-pilot. and when we, if we're within an hour, how badly are we exceeding the hours? So we get off the flight. We go back into the thing. Now, that flight's cancelled. There is no other flight from Qantas from Cairns to Darwin that day. Because we all know how many flights to Darwin there are per day. Exactly. I'm thinking we can't afford to have any cancelled, let alone an extra one, you know. And I'm sitting there thinking, I can't afford to stay the night here because I've got a meeting tomorrow, I've got to prepare for it, I've got to be in Darwin, I've got a hotel booked, I've got a hire car booked. Oh, man, no, this is not good. So the the lady from... um, who was on the tarmac that sort of walked in with all the um, people flying, says to me, oh, look, can I help? And I said, well, yeah, I've got to get to Darwin tonight. Like, I just, I can't. Not 
be there. I can't not be there. I know this flight's cancelled, but what, what are the alternatives? And she goes, look, give me a ticket. Uh, by this stage, there's like 150 people waiting at the service Ooh. desk. She goes, I'll go around the back way and I'll, I'll see what I can do for you. She comes back out about 15 minutes later. She goes, good news. No. I've got you an end or flight from Cairns. There's 27 spots and I've got you one of the spots. So don't worry, you're, you're going to be there tonight. So I, I got up at 5 o'clock in the morning to catch an 8.30 flight. I missed that, and I eventually got into Darwin after going via Gove, because that Air North flight stops at Gove. So I had to get off at Gove, go into the airport, re-go through security, and as I said, jokingly, half serious, mate, if I've managed to get a bomb between getting off the plane and coming to here, you need to look at your staff, not me. He semi-found that funny. Mm. Maybe in Gove you can get away with jokes mm, like that. Maybe. <clears throat> and uh, I eventually got into Darwin at midnight. Wow. So if Gove is a really small small town in, in the Northern yeah. Territory, by the way. Yeah, well, it, and it only really exists for whatever the industry that it does. And there's all the people on the Gove leg were fly in, fly out guys. And just to give you guys context, Air North being a smaller plane. Correct. Mm. Thankfully a jet, but um, but yes, a small Propel- plane. Okay, so not, not propeller. No, yeah, a turbine. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah jet, turbine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thankfully. And, and and I've flown with them once before from Darwin to Broome, and you're stopping Kununurra midway, oh, there you which go. is even smaller than Gove. Um, and I'm like, they're, they're actually, even though it's a jet, and it's a fairly decent size, like probably holds, I don't know, 120 people. That's a decent size. Versus like a 300 for a Jetstar. Well, or I was thinking like a 20-man. Oh, no, no, no. No, they would okay. definitely use a prop plane for one that small. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a decent-sized plane. Um but even that size plane, yeah. you still notice the bumps and oh, the, yeah. the movements are just different to a, you know, a seven three seven or, you know, what we flew triple seven to LA earlier in the year, and I mean I haven't been on a three an A three eighty yet, but oh. those are another level. They are where you know you don't feel the bumps; it no. just doesn't exist. No, In fact, yeah. the first A three eighties that came out, you, you probably know this, but. A lot of people, when I tell them this story, still um, shake their head. They were they were so quiet that they were too quiet. That's right. And the that's true. The flight crew who will actually go to their little dorms and sleep mid-flight. Yes. They had to get the. No- they actually had to increase the noise levels in these planes because everyone was freaking out. They yeah. were so quiet. Absolutely. Yeah. How's oh, that? Right. So from that. Yep. Um, so what happened? The planes caught the Darwin disease, did they? Apparently so, yes. So not yeah. today? Yeah, they just went, oh, well, you know. Not tomorrow? Yeah. Not it, never? It, it was so weird. Like, <laughs> that, I was just thinking, uh, it all started with my friends frigging around with their luggage in their boot at the Melbourne car parking place. That's how it all started. But by the end of the day, I was just like, what has actually happened here? You know, the, that Qantas flight from, from Cairns to Darwin, which obviously does that leg regularly, Yeah. I maybe just didn't want to go back to Darwin for the night. So I went, oh, well, forget about it. We'll, we'll stay the night in Cairns. Yes, well, before we go into how not tomorrow Darwin is, yeah. did I make you pay extra? Any, anything additional? I paid no extra. However, I will say one thing. I got extra frequent flyer points and tier points. So that so so basically to keep your tier level when you fly an airline regularly, yeah. you get two lots of points when you fly. You get tier points and you get frequent flyer okay, points. Okay. The tier points determine your classification, so whether you're gold, silver, bronze, uh, you know, yeah. platinum, whatever it is. Sure. And that determines whether you get a free membership to Qantas Club or if you fly with Virgin to their Virgin Lounge or whatever. Okay, okay. So, um, you know, I, I don't, I'm not platinum or anything like that, but I'll often sit around silver and gold, but depending on how much you fly that year, the tier points will determine, you know, where you fit yeah, into yeah, it in yeah, that yeah, category. Yeah, depending on how often you fly. And the, the higher the tier, the more points you get. So you get more frequent flyer points if you're silver tier then if you're gold tier, yeah, of course. that makes of sense. Course, I think it's one point five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... Times and again, if you go to gold, you get you get more again. So I think I ended up with thirty tier points for that series of flights, 
Whereas I think I would have got 20 if I'd just flown direct from Perfect. Melbourne to Darwin. So that was the one benefit for wasting okay. 12 hours of my life. 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Now that we're here, um, it was interesting, you know. Uh, we talk about not today, not tomorrow, yes. and Darwin's attitude. And then you brought up an interesting point. Mm -hmm. You know, we came up here for a two-week holiday. We ended up staying for 20 years. Yeah. We just don't hear those things anymore. Well, what we're hearing now is people are moving down south. That's right. I mean, technically, I'm probably in those statistics. You're one I, of them. Unfortunately. Um, I'm, Another one that's called. I'm determined not to lose my link, and obviously I've got a business here and whatever. Mm. But, um, yeah, it, someone said it. I don't know if I read it. Mm. I don't know. But someone said, until we stem the tide of people leaving the territory. Yeah, that's exactly right. The whole environment won't turn around. Exactly. The, so that's the, business, that's the mood, confidence, that's the mood. Confidence, that's, exactly. That's everything. And and I, I would truly believe that. Hmm. Um, it's interesting when you spend time in other regions, mm. you know, more than just a day here, a day there. Yep. And people's attitudes. That's um, right. Both ways, like the attitude from people down south about the Northern Territory. I mean, the main feature, particularly with Victorians, always starts with weather, always. Um, but then it soon turns to, oh, I went to the airport once, or I've got a mate that lives there, or I spent a couple of weeks there, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. Always. So everyone's always got a story about the Territory. <laughs> um, you know, then and it turns to crocodiles and, you know, things like that. Um, but it still it still fascinates me that how little people know. Yeah. They really know. You know, they they don't know a lot. Um, but as long as people keep leaving, um, and whether it's negative growth or whether it's just remaining the same, yep. um, you know, <laughs> the confidence, the mood's not going to change. So, is there any way we can get this town to level up in these harder times, or that just doesn't happen? Well, I think nationally, because Darwin's not the only place suffering, and we'll say that, um, okay. but nationally, uh, you've got a situation where governments, both state, territory, and federal, mm. uh, are currently, they're at war with each other and, and together. And, I mean, you've only got to look at the fact that we've got a third term uh, sorry, a third prime minister in, in a first-term government yes, yes. that tells you just how ridiculous it's got to now. Kevin Rudd was the first ever first-term prime minister rolled wow. midway through yeah, a term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the very next government has done it twice. So tell me what that tells you. But then I saw a snippet this morning about um, you know, the federal government are cutting funding to food bank which is a pretty good, you know, it's, yeah. a, it's a great charity that yep. helps yep. people to get, get yeah, food, basically. We, we helped Food Bank up here yeah, yeah, a, few, I, yeah, a while back. I, I used to donate, um, when, I, when we had the flavoured nuts, we used to donate the nuts oh, to yeah, them when they were getting close yeah, to the yeah, use-by yeah. date. Yeah. Um, yeah, they weren't expired, but um, yeah, we, we'd, we'd donate to them, and I hap happily, you know. But the federal government is going to reduce the funding, and, and that's fine. But I heard the opposition leader talk about why that 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 was a bad thing, and I just thought, you're not saying anything to counter what the government doing, mm. other than saying, oh, it's really bad. Yeah. I mean, he used the, he said it's really mean. Six-year-olds use the word mean. mean, like you know, grow up. Yeah. So the answer to your question is, I think there needs to be a concerted effort. I think the current yes. territory government is trying to do things. Trying. But I think that we've talked about many times how yep. state and territory governments, and particularly our territory governments, are often massively limited mm. with their own expertise. So it's great that people get into government and that they've got a, um, a greater good in mind, uh, you know, whether it's improving schools or education, oh, mm. the same thing, education, yes, you know, whether it's, whatever it might be. But we've talked about this a few times where we've got politicians up here yeah. who don't have any background yeah. in the portfolios they're working within. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. I, I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, they're trying to do the wrong thing. Mm. They're not. No. 
but by definition, they may actually inadvertently be doing that because they're not having the experience in that particular area. So, you know, a teacher who becomes the treasurer, and I don't know if that's the current situation, but as an example, yep, good one. That doesn't work. I, I want someone with a finance background or, uh, you know, a commercial background, who who's got the nous to look. There's no doubt that the one person doesn't run the whole portfolio. Yeah, yeah. And there's advisors and there's whatever there. But, you know, you, you want to have the confidence that that person's actually got that skill themselves. So we, we've thrown bucket loads of money at tourism. Mm. We've thrown bucket loads of money at this Melbourne-based, um, you know, uh, advertising yeah, agency. Boundless to possible. come up with this, you know, hashtag... Font theft. Copy. Yep. <laughs> I just don't know that's the way to do it. And no. then I'm seeing various ads about, oh, we need people to go to Singapore. Uh, there was three or four Asian mm. countries mm. To, to talk up the territory. And <laughs> we want to... That's not how the world works No, not now. anymore. We used to have to do that. We don't need to do that anymore. There's other ways. And I see and I hear about all these junkets to China. And, mm. and I think... Oh man, oh, man. That, that that tells me that we've got a lot of funds available and we're wasting them. Well, look at that. It's just like these people have such a big ego at the moment that there's that they don't want to be taught anything else, or it's like no one else in the territory knows more but the government. Yeah. But everyone knows more than the government, and yeah. they just don't want to admit it. So let's start with not today, not tomorrow. I've got a suggestion for the territory, and that is. If everyone were just to lift their game in terms of their attitude, in terms of their willingness to be open to learning in an ever-changing world, mm. this whole town will start to turn around. Yeah, well, I can go back to the real estate example that we've used quite a bit. Mm. And I tell you what's really interesting. Um, we, again, we've talked about this previously, but not recently. That when I worked in Dubai, mm. and whenever I watch um, million dollar listings, it it always fascinates me. Mm. I know I use that word a fair bit, mm. but it does. Mm. At just how willing the industry is to work with itself. Now, not everyone likes each other. Let's let's take that off the table. Sure. Don't expect everyone to be mates. But Darwin still very very much, and it's why I'm a little bit reluctant to start throwing grenades at the government. Mm. I'd rather say, look, I think they've probably got a few things wrong. Mm. Please be open-minded. Please be willing to accept criticism. It's not criticism for the sake of running you down. It's criticism for the sake of, I think we can do things better. Yeah, I agree. And be open to that because you don't know everything. Mm. And the day you agree you don't know everything is the day you start to propel yourself. But... The real estate industry in Darwin is a classic example. And I'm going to use you as an example within that. The real estate industry in Darwin loves to rip people down. Mm. It loves to hate mm. people that are enthusiastic, take your award over the last few years. I mean, I, I, I hope I'm not speaking out of school here, but you've told me a few times how disappointing last year's ceremony was because you could tangibly feel in the air the negativity towards you. Yes. I mean, how ridiculous. So as as long as Darwin has this tall poppy syndrome, and that's what it is. Yes, exactly. I don't think you think of yourself as a tall poppy, but it's like, well, if someone stands out, if someone's trying to propel themselves, oh, well, rather than actually lift my own game, why don't I just try and pull them back? Spot on. As long as that mentality still exists and it does it in does. spades in Darwin. Absolutely. As long as it still exists, the chances are not going to be great for doing what you want to do. Yeah. And it's just an attitude change. It is. So, yeah, that that's my take on it. Yeah, absolutely. That. Yes, Darwin, listen. Not today, not tomorrow. But if we all just change our attitudes, just added a bit of innovation into what we're doing every day and be open to change... So this one, town is going to look very bright soon. Correct. And one of the things that, that you know we've often talked about in business and just in general is 
and it's an attitude that's sort of permeating almost globally now. Yeah. Is when someone's got a certain amount of experience in a certain industry. Yeah. For the first time, that's actually being perceived as a negative. Yeah, absolutely. So, what guys, what gals, I think is trying to say there is, if you have a twenty-five-year-old that's just trying to get into real estate, and I'll use this example, or you have someone experienced like Rick Tripp that's been doing it for twenty-five years, I would personally take the twenty-five-year-old over the twenty-five years of experience because. In today's world, the 25-year-old thrives. Well, yeah, and never has it been a worse thing to be set in your ways, oh, close-minded, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and unfortunately, and, you know, obviously you mentioned a specific person there, but I'll just put it in a generic term as yep. well. Yeah, Unfortunately, that can only count against you now. I mean, you know, prior to us doing this, you and I, I think had a really great conversation around, well, hang on, let's try something different. Now, it might not work. I'm the first ah, to accept that. Ah, it might not work. That's why you say we're a legend. But I think it will. And I'm not saying it'll work to the same degree as uh, what a competitor's doing. Sure. But even if it only attracts 50% of the potential market, 50% of something's better than... Making your own slice of the pie. Love it rather than sharing it. Correct. Wow. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, so it that's been a bit of a thing for me to get my head around because I've been in a business for 30 years, yep. right? Yep. In total, you know, it's not my main business anymore yep. and whatever. Yep. But I've seen that industry change so much over the last few years in particular and I've had to get my head around the fact that, well, I can't think like that guy from 30 years ago. Yeah. A and while I promote my experience, I don't put numbers around it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. again, that it, counts against you. Yes, it does. So it, it's it's your willingness to to listen, to adapt, to be innovative, um, and I guess to have that open-minded attitude yeah. that is is often non-existent with those who've done something for long periods of time and as we know using digital marketing as an example which is always my go-to in this situation that stuff change, changes every day wow every day yet some agencies are still using the same listing kit from seven eight years ago correct correct so and look real estate's one example of an industry that, that that's one needs example. to go with It's the a time. good example to use. There, yeah. There's many of them. That's right. But I think that, um, you know, just going back to the earlier point, um, things are down at the moment. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. You know, there's, there's businesses in Darwin who are no longer here and there's businesses that are under extreme stress um, because the environment has changed. Now, if... If those businesses continue to do the same things they've always done, well, they probably will cease to exist themselves before too long. Yeah, absolutely. They, they or would. if they're willing to think, well, how do we do it different? Um, I had a conversation this morning with a supplier. Um, you know, one of the one of the products we have in the entertainment business mm -hmm. is uh, slushy. Yeah, you know, we sell syrups and ninety nine percent juice and cocktail mixes and stuff like that. And I was talking to a guy in Brisbane who. I've known for quite a long time. He's got a similar type business. And I was just talking to him about the fact that, you know, we sell to our local market, but we also sell online. Yeah. And he was like, oh, how do you do that? Oh, God. And, uh, you know, I mean, he knows about oh. websites, whatever, but I was like, well, mate, you got, you got to do that. A, our local market's not big enough to sell to exclusively anyway, but you've got to find ways of getting your product out there. And, you know, we use a method called drop shipping. Yep. Okay. Yep. So basically, we, we attract a client through the website, they put in an order, and the order includes delivery to their door, yep. business or home, whatever it might be. And once we get the order, we then place the order to purchase the product. And that's manufactured down south and sent to the client's home. That's right. So we don't... We don't buy it, send it to Darwin, repackage it and send it somewhere off. And he was like, oh, wow, can you do that? <laughs> it's like, well, mate, that's basically how the internet works. Yeah. Anybody who thinks that they're buying something from Shopo or, you know, ASOS or any of those websites, 
You're kidding yourself. All they're doing is showing you the photo. They're only buying the stock once you place the order. Spot and on. Most people do not even realize yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. So, again, it's something that, you know, you've known about for quite a long time and I've probably known for, I don't know, 10 years or so. But if you don't know it exists or if you're not open-minded to yeah. the fact that there's alternatives out there to buying a pallet, leaving it on the warehouse floor until someone orders it. <laughs> well, those days, that's how you go bankrupt quick smart. Absolutely, yeah. Remember the hype about cryptocurrency? Pete, what's happened all the hype? I don't even hear nothing about it. Yeah, well, we used to talk about this back in February, didn't we? Oh, man, that was all the hype and all the groups started. Everyone was hammering. I'm a, I'm a gazillionaire in Bitcoin and, and now you hear nothing. What's going on, Pete? Well, like, how come no one's talking about it? I want to know what happened. Well, I'll tell you what's going on. So um, last, uh, and I think I've used this specific example, yep. last um, December mm. when I was uh, trying to enjoy my summer holiday, my mother-in-law kept asking me about Bitcoin and should she invest in it. And, and I said, look, no offense, but the fact that you're talking about it means that you shouldn't invest in it because 70-year-old <laughs> women don't invest in Bitcoin. Um, <clears throat> yep. So what, what essentially happened was Bitcoin um, reached a peak prior to Christmas last year. Yep. And look, you know, I'm going to give it a, a roundabout number here was about $27,000 yep. per, per single Bitcoin. Now, max, max that. Yeah, so you yeah, so you can buy them in um, uh, percentages yeah, of, of course, it. you yeah, don't have to buy a whole coin. Yes, That's yes. the point of it. So, as we sit here today, so what did it peak at for a one Bitcoin? 27,000 perfect or thereabouts. So, if I wanted to buy one bit whole Bitcoin today, it would cost you as as we speak, and I'll round it off. Yes, cost you eight thousand eight hundred dollars. Well, there you go. Now, wow. <clears throat> what I will say is this: Is cryptocurrency dead and buried? Absolutely not. No, if absolutely way. not. No. And you you would no doubt remember um, the phenomenon known as tech wreck. From the, I'm going to say the 90s. No, it wasn't. It was the early 2000s. So when Yahoo and uh, Google. Oh, before the dot-com boom. Right. Yes, yeah, so, so I'm with you. So the dot-com boom. I'm with you. Created a thing called Tech Wreck. Yes, right? yes. And that's actually when the thing started. Yep. So we had yep. these businesses in Australia that were valued at ridiculous amounts of money. And they didn't actually do anything. They had no chance of ever making a profit, so they weren't actual businesses other than the fact that they had a bubble thought or a good idea. When TechRec destroyed the, the tech market in Australia, that's when the real businesses such as 9MSN, right. Yahoo, yes. Google, um, there's others and I'm just yeah. failing to think what they are right now, but that's when it actually began uh, to, to be a proper industry because yep. they had to clear out all the the rubbish that was clouding everyone's judgment. I think it's probably pretty similar with crypto. Um, whether it's, you know, a year well, it's off. it's not the or, new shiny toy anymore. Well, it, it's not. And the thing is that Bitcoin was the poster child for crypto. Yeah. But Bitcoin's not necessarily going to be uh, the, the crypto that everybody uses. And, you know, again... When we first started this, we talked a little bit about some of the other coins that are out there. And, Ethereum, I mean, there's thousands Monero. of them now, literally thousands. And then there's all these, there's still money-making schemes for Bitcoin, yes, yes. harvesting, oh, sorry, not just Bitcoin, with cryptos. With Teaching harvesting. people how to invest and making them millionaires. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. All that you know, bullshit courses. All that sort of stuff. And then, and then, there's, then there's basically selling your computer um, uh, capacity in theory, to because to, to actually, uh, particularly Bitcoin, but oh, yeah, to actually yeah, process a lot of this, yes, the blockchain. It, it needs computers. Yes, of course. So, and, and, and again, part of the reason why um, Bitcoin has struggled of late is that what a lot of these companies were doing was they were going to China and doing all the processing in China because electricity in China is really cheap. Ah. No more. The Chinese went, bugger that, we're not having this. And they, they put all these measures in place so that it, it not only disincentivizes, at one point, I think they actually 
deemed crypto to be illegal. Don't know that that's still the case, and mm. I'm not the expert in this space to, to go into it. But basically, they jacked up the electricity prices and they made it not cost effective for these companies to do that anymore. So whether whether Bitcoin ends up being the one that everyone uses down the track, yeah, yeah, I don't, don't know. know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but but their relevancy is still there. It's just that if no one talks <clears throat> about it, it's not on the news every third day. It's no, not on it's my not. news feed. No. Well, because that price has remained pretty steady now for a year or so. It it dropped to about I reckon at its lowest it dropped to about six thousand six hundred. So a little bounce back. And okay. and then there was a jump in one day of about a thousand bucks. And we went, oh, it's back on again, and it dropped back yeah. again. So if you look, and I haven't looked at it, but if you look at the twelve month range. Um, you'll see that within a band, it's pretty much remained the same. If more and more people continue to invest in Bitcoin, eventually it'll go up, right? Yeah, in theory. In theory. Yeah. If it, people it, over the next three years decline to invest in Bitcoin, it will go down. Again, in theory. In theory. It, it, it needs two things to go its way. One is the investment side, and two is... The market? Well, people need to to adapt... And use it. So it, it, yeah, it, of course. It, it's a yes. coin. Yes. So yes. while people invest in the Australian dollar, investing in the Australian dollar is is all it's doing. You're investing in the fluctuations. Yeah. So traders trade. So if they get wind of the fact that you know the the Federal Reserve in the US is going to do something with interest rates, that will affect the Australian dollar up or down, and they will trade accordingly. It's no different with cryptos, but mm. where, where cryptos will eventually come into their own is once they start being used as a form of currency instead of yeah, yeah, yeah. traditional currency. Yeah. And, and why they want to do that is because crypto, again, in theory, bypasses government regulation. Yeah, absolutely. So at the moment... If I want to send a thousand dollars to the United States in traditional currency, someone, a few hundred people need to take their cut. Yeah, correct. There's, there's a, at least bare minimum two bits of fees I'm paying. Yeah. To get it there. Yeah. And if I see it within four days, I'm doing well. Yeah. <laughs> Normally within four to six days, depending on weekends. Absolute rubbish. With crypto, I could send it like that and it's there. And I, and yes, I'm paying something, but it's nothing like what... So that that's the thing for me is having dealt with, you know, um, overseas yeah. currencies quite a bit and just seeing the absolute raping and pillaging that the banks yes. won yes. or even just the money exchanges do and then the currency exchanges. So... If I looked up the rate now and said, all right, well, what, what does one Australian dollar buy me in US dollars? 70, I think. W- whatever it is. Yeah. That's not the rate. That's the wholesale rate. Yeah, that's right. You and I can't get that. No, we can't get that price. That's so right. That, that, that's the ridiculous thing about it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh-huh. again, I, I'm not an expert. So anyone who knows more about this who's listening. Jump in. Yeah, feel free to send us an email and tell me why I'm an idiot. But <laughs> in, in its basic terms, that that's the thing is that at the moment it's being cryptos are being used as an investment tool, but that's not what they're for. They're a currency. They're a currency. It's yeah, just that they're okay. a virtual currency. Okay. Yep. It's not in your pocket. It's you know in a digital wallet, and you can send it wherever you want, or you can pay for things with it. Yes. Um, there are uh, at least I know of in Sydney. There's actually Bitcoin ATMs. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I've, seen, you, I've seen them. So you can pull real money out of Not them. Not in real life. Yes. <clears throat> but um, the other unknown, I suppose, at this stage, and I mentioned before government regulation. Not having government regulation is a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, yeah that's right. While things are going well, Scammers can get involved. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I do see a bit of that. Um, Again, I'm not seeing anything like the chatter that there was, but yeah. I've got a few friends who are in, in the industry, so to speak, and I'm seeing a bit of chatter around, uh, you know, guys, don't buy into this. The CEO's gone here, there, or he was saying he was from America, but he's actually Nigerian. Or, yeah. You know, there, there is a bit of that going on. It happens with everything. But exactly. It, that, it, it happens in all walks of life. There it is. So our next episode will be just you and I chatting. We'll call it something else, whether we call it um, holiday special, 
two yeah. peas holiday special holiday peas yeah. holiday peas yeah but we're, we're also um we're, we're going to be trialing some new technology um in the coming days and weeks and months and uh if it works which we're confident it will mm. um again for those who are interested in learning about podcasting and whatever uh we'll we'll certainly let people know what that is and mm. I guess we'll probably end up trying a few just to see, you know, how good it is. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're pretty keen to sort of help people understand what this whole podcasting thing is and how easy it is to do it and how everyone's got something to say. But, um, the, the, yeah, like you say, we'll, we'll, we'll have a two peas in a pod. Christmas edition yes. or holiday special. Holiday special. We might even get a couple of special guests in to have a chat with them as well. Who knows? Uh, we also want to thank all our listeners from around the world. Mm. We want to thank our our United States listeners and our France, our top two. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Australia is in there, but yep. our overseas. Yeah, I mean that that's the beauty of podcasting is that you can have people listening, you know, anywhere in the world. I will also say, and and I'd like to um, send a thank you and a shout out, as they call it in please, the biz. Please, not that we're in the biz, um, <laughs> but to those people in Darwin who have um, become, you know, avid listeners. Yes. And, have given us some really nice feedback. Absolutely. Um, and it's not all about nice feedback. No, we, we take the constructive feedback more especially. More happy for the, the opposite of nice. But, um, you know, obviously we, we've had Ward Keller. Um, yes, huge know. shout out to Ward Keller. So One of the very... Sorry, Pete. No, no. Well, they've, they've certainly been the first to um, acknowledge us and, and Leon's obviously been a big champion of the show. And Shout out to Leon Logan Nathan from Ward Keller. He, the he, legend of he, all legends. He even filled in for you one episode when you were under the weather. Um, yes. And, uh, you know, to those who have contacted us in recent weeks saying, guys, when, when's the next episode coming I was, out? I was throwing up. But anyway, really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. No, it was legitimate. Yeah, it was but, legit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, thanks to those who've sort of asked what's going on because they enjoy listening. And thank you for enjoying listening. Yeah, because, yep, yep. you know, we, we try and talk about things that are relevant yep. and Darwin-ish and... You know, of some interest, hopefully. Well, you're going to think this is crazy, but I'm going to give a little shout out, mm-hmm. a little tiny shout out to the department. Oh, no. I know. The Department of Interior. Um, the Department of Innovation. Oh, okay. Business. Department of Business. Yeah, business. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I normally wouldn't do that. I know you wouldn't. But I've got to do it. Let's do it. Who are we well, shouting out to? Well, a little shout out to, oh, we're going to... We'll come back on the name. I don't have it in okay. front of me. Yep. She um, met with us to take two peas in a pod to the next level to help us. Yep. In terms of an innovation grant, because you know we've done this in, in in our office, really in the back office. Yeah. Our own money, and it's getting garnishing worldwide attention. Yes. And we want to give a little shout out to the lady, which we'll get your name, um, for seeing us and putting us on to the next level of anti-tourism. Yeah. However, I got an email from a tourism lady telling me she's away for a week and a call her next week. Yeah. Um, listen, not today, not tomorrow. Let's just not have that attitude at... Um, NT-tourism. Yeah, let's not just have that attitude. That was NT as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, NT-tourism. <laughs> Sorry. NTT. NTT. <laughs> but at the same time, I didn't bother to call them either. So yeah. it's a two-way street. Mm. Let's not live by this not today, not tomorrow theory. Um, and we cannot wait to show you what's installed for 2019. We're taking everything to the next level. Yeah. This year was our test year, our warm-up year. Let's try a podcast. Yep. We've got our innovation on the ground in real estate. We've got our innovation happening with websites and digital marketing. See Peter Gowers for that. Don't forget. <laughs> um, oh, that's just the start. If there's anything you want to throw in there, Pete. Oh, now's, look, your ten, now's your time. I, I, guess. I guess I've just I, I, I've noticed in Darwin, which is one of those places that the effect is, effectiveness of things have always been determined for me by the amount of chatter around whatever it is you're doing. Mm. So, mm. you know, when I ran ads on the television, I could determine how effective they were by how many people told me they saw the ads. Yeah. Same with you know various other forms that I've I've done marketing with over the 15 year journey that I've been here and I've been so amazingly surprised pleasantly at the really great feedback that we've got from this show Mm. Um, because I guess we're all a lot more accessible nowadays through social media and things like LinkedIn etc 
Um, I've also just been really, really pleasantly surprised at those people who have just, you know, reached out and sent me a note. And even if it's, hey, when's the next episode, which is, to me is like a, a great sign that people are actually interested in what we're doing uh, or enjoying it. Um, yeah, I, I, I really um, thank people for listening and, yeah. and bothering. We, we always said we're trying to create a show that uh, was NT-centric and talked up the places to come to in Darwin. And or talk down. We just don't talk shit and we're not governed. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and even, even just down to the seasons and the weather. Like I, I was talking to a girl yesterday. I bumped into her at a shop and she's a tourist. And um, I said, what do you think? She goes, oh, it's, it's pretty boring. I said, what? She goes, oh, there's no sun. I said, it's a build-up. Why would you expect sun? She goes, oh, so there's other times when there is sun? I was like, yeah, this is like the rainy season or the start off. Yeah. She goes, oh, right. Is it like that everywhere in Australia? No, but in the north, that's what yeah, it's like at the moment. Research, <laughs> so, you know, again, anyone listening from America or France or who hasn't been here, Philippines. at least comes here a little bit more informed. Yeah, absolutely. We can, um, we, we'll continue to bring you... Our thoughts, unscripted. Yeah. Uh, we're very proud of the fact that there's no ads running every 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, if you're in Darwin, you know you're invited here. Yeah. But I've already got, as, as you know, I've already got a, a, a fairly intensive travel schedule built in for next year. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to really enjoy um, talking to you, obviously, in Darwin when I'm in Darwin. And uh, from various other locations, absolutely using our technology, and yes. I think uh, I think those that have listened will will find that you know there, there'll be some really fun and exciting things that we'll do with the new format. Yes, but two peas in a pod, absolutely. And last but not least, before we go, Pete Gowers and I have a massive announcement for 2019. We're not going to tell you what it is today. Um, just keep an eye out for the holiday episodes yeah. and we'll talk a little bit about that um, on those episodes I on the very it. last few. I love it. Huge announcement for 2019. It's a business announcement and if you're our competition, stay shook. <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing what you're doing. Same old shit. I'm Peter Kafkas. And I'm Peter Gowers. We are Two Peas in a Pod. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.